Welcome to the Boyk Brief. I'm Desmond Strew, Marketing Director at the Charles E. Boyk Law Offices located in Toledo, Ohio. The Boyk Brief invites you to go into chambers with the attorneys of Boyk Law as we explore real legal cases, talk to fascinating people in our area, raise awareness about community initiatives, and share helpful information about protecting yourself and those you love. In this episode, Chuck Boyk and Boyk Law attorney Wes Merillat sit down with Toledo athletic legend Terry Crosby. Terry shares stories about his phenomenal career as a high school football and basketball star in the 1970s. Terry then talks about his international professional basketball career and how he's so happy to be back in Toledo. Chuck and Wes also chat with Terry about his current work as an outreach community ambassador for the Taylor Automotive Group and Terry's involvement with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night event coming up on October 11th. All of this coming up on The Boyk Brief. Hi, this is Chuck Boyk, and I have with me today Wes Merillat, and we have the opportunity today to interview the greatest two-sport athlete in the history of the city of Toledo, Terry Crosby. Terry Crosby was a football superstar and basketball star in the 1970s at DeVelbus High School. He was a first-team big school all-state player in football and basketball his junior and senior year. First-team all-state in football and holds records that have never been broken. And his career continued on to the University of Tennessee, the NBA, playing basketball in Great Britain. And he's made his way home again as a local representative for Taylor Automotive and a community activist. And we're going to hear about his story today. Terry, thank you for being here. Hey, Chuck and gang, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate what it. What a great honor to be here with you. So, Terry, there's all sorts of things we can talk about. For the people that don't know about your background, why don't you tell us about um, the 1970s, the sports climate in Toledo, and your successes and some of your competitors back in the 70s? Well, first of all, I'm born, bred, water, and fed from right here at Toledo, Ohio. I'm proud to say that throughout my travels. I first first started off being very competitive around the 1970s. I played football and basketball in Nathan Hill for West Toledo Athletic Association, and it just kind of stemmed from there. So I'm originally from here. Uh, Went on to have a great uh, two-sport career at DeVos High School in both basketball and football. Enjoyed that tremendously had some great teammates without my teammates I wouldn't have been as successful as I was at that time got four scholarships to 150 D1 colleges for both football and basketball and decided to go to University of Tennessee where I had a great career played four years there with the great Bernard King Ernie Grunfeld Mike Jackson Johnny Darden and a host of other players so had a terrific career there ended up getting drafted uh, in the third round by the Kansas City Kings played four games for the Kings before unfortunately I got released from the team I worked a little while here back at Fermi 2 up in Michigan I was a quality control inspector, uh, believe it or not, <laughs> and uh, got a call from Craig Lynch, who was my first coach over in Great Britain, called me up, said, Crosby, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm just working right now. I want you to come over here and play for me in Great Britain. So one of the first things I said at the time was, England, 
that's where they have horses and buggies. Do they have cars over there? And he just kind of laughed. He kind of laughed out loud about it. So how many years did you spend in Great Britain, Terry? I played basketball in Great Britain from night. Well, I was in Europe for 17 years in four different countries. So uh, I spent about... 11 of my years in Great Britain, um, where I have two kids over there now, a son and a daughter, in Manchester, England. And my other travels included Florence, Italy, uh, VC France, and Geneva, Switzerland. So one of your claims to fame was the 1974 Shoe Ball, the city championship game. I wrote down, you rushed as a running back for 328 yards. You had three touchdown runs of 5, 63, and 90 yards. And then you played a little bit on defense, too. You had three interceptions. And there's a rumor that you sold popcorn during halftime. (laughs) Don't forget the hot dogs, Chuck. (laughs) And um, wasn't Tom Cole on the other side of that, at least as a coach? Well... I actually work with Tom now, and uh, he, he doesn't often like for me to bring this up, but you're absolutely correct, Chuck. Yeah, that was just one of those games where it just can't be taught. You know, as my last official competitive uh, high school football game, or football game, period. And I wanted to to really make a mark because I knew most likely I would never play again. So that was my last opportunity to put on a, a Duvalos High School football jersey along with my great teammate. It wasn't just about me. It was about the team effort. And we uh, we ended up winning two back-to-back Super Bowls. And then my understanding is six days later, you played Scott and you scored 38 points in basketball. I did. And I, I often say to my nemesis, Truman Clater, the great, uh, great Truman Clater, who went on, on to play for the Kentucky Wildcats, won a national championship in 1978. I often um, reflect back to that game and I say to Truman and the, the rest of the Scott Boyle hey, I just broke records in football and came back five days later and dropped 38 on, on the Scott Boyle at Scott. Truman says to me, because, you know, he had 40. He said, you needed two more, T. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you had a tough decision picking between football and basketball. Now, my understanding is uh, Michigan wanted you. Woody Hayes wanted you. Correct. Basically, everybody wanted you. Yeah, uh, I have several offers, like I said at the beginning of, of this interview. I had at least, uh, and this is no estimation, 150 offers from D1 colleges for, for both football and basketball. Uh, Johnny Orr was after me, University of Michigan. Bo Blackley for football. Woody Hayes uh, at Ohio State wanted me. We're promised that I was start as a free uh, free safety my freshman year. Uh, Ralph Readout from uh, USC. Jerry Tarkinian from UNLV. Uh, I had an article that somehow I got leaked out um, that UCLA with the great coach Wooden, John Wooden. John yeah, Wooden. the great John Wooden. You know, he wrote me a letter and wanted me to go out there and visit them. So it was very confusing at the time for 18-year-old high school senior. So um, do you have any regrets? Or second thoughts. You know what? A lot of people ask me that, and I'll have to be uh, honest with everyone when they say you should have played football or 
you know, you chose the right sport. I don't have any regrets, but if I had to do it all over again, I would probably play football because I feel like there would be more opportunity, bigger opportunity for me to make it and stay at the next level. If you would have played football, who, where would you have gone? Uh, most likely Ohio State with Woody Hayes and play free state. Although I have Bill Jaco from St. Francis. Me and him often have debates. And um, he often says to me that I wouldn't have played free safety at Ohio State. I would have played linebacker, outside linebacker. I don't really get that one, but <laughs> there, there you are. So how, how close of a decision was it for you? I mean, what were you going through? Basketball, football, was it was it at that time? Kind of a clearly basketball for you? Well, basketball has always been my favorite sport. And at that time, I was wise enough to know that competing and excelling in high school football is different than competition at the college level. So each and every level that you go up, it gets harder and harder. Because you go to Ohio State to play football, everybody's All-American. Or basketball, for that matter. So basketball has always been my favorite sport. So I chose to play that. And I'm I'm still in pretty good shape right now, you know, in my latter years. Some football players are completely beat up right now. I know my teammate at DeVos, Jerry Blatton, he played for many years at Kansas City Chiefs, and he's had like two rotator cut operations. So I realize the scale of competitiveness at the next level. So basketball was all my always my first choice. So Terry, let's talk about what you're currently doing and your involvement with Taylor. Taylor Automotive is one of the best examples of leadership in the community and public service. And why don't you talk about what your role is? Well, my title is Outreach Community Ambassador, which entails bridging those gaps and, and building those relationships up with the different entities in the community. Mr. Taylor and Steve and the entire Taylor Automotive family, they give so much to so many people. It's, it's unbelievable. So we support a lot of businesses through uh, funding or building those partnerships. Uh, and it's just a wonderful opportunity for me after all that I've done in life, all the places I've been to actually come back and be able to give back to, to my own community. So I'm really, I'm really excited about that. Now, my understanding is that you and Tom Cole have a uh, leadership role in the um, leukemia um, fundraising situation. Why don't you tell our listeners about that? We were absolutely honored to be selected to to co-chair or co-host this year's Light the Night event, which is scheduled for October 11th. Uh, Myself and uh, Mr. Tom Cole, we were approached as representatives of Taylor Automotive Family uh, to co-host the event. We're really excited about it. We're having a corporate recruitment event. And and when is that and uh, how can our listeners get involved? Okay, you could simply go uh, to my Facebook page. I have a link that gives you... uh um, a lot of inside information. And also, um, as, as co-hosts, we're looking for uh, support from donors. We're looking for support from sponsors. So if you go to Terry Crosby's or Tom Cole Facebook page, you can go on the Leukemia and Lymphoma uh, Society's Facebook page or on their website. The link is also there. So this is going to be a huge event. We're really excited about it. But part of 
part of my job is to uh, raise awareness. And so I'm pretty much speaking about that almost every day because as representatives of Taylor Automotive Family, uh, we're, we're really ecstatic that we've been chosen uh, to co-host this year's event. One of the big issues in the news is um, the Black Lives Matter movement. And I think you have a unique perspective. You grew up in Toledo, you went down south in Tennessee, and then you spent a large number of years in Great Britain. And I think most people really don't know about racial relations in other countries. Why don't you talk about where did you as a a black man feel the safest, in Toledo, in Tennessee, or in Great Britain? (laughs) That is a good question, Mr. Boyd, but hey, I have a a truthful answer for that. In all honesty, I really feel like the diversity and the culture and the atmosphere and the environment that I experienced at DeVilbo's High School really opened my eyes to how to conduct myself, how to accept other cultures, how to be sensitive to other cultures. So I don't really think it started for me at Tennessee or it started for me in Europe. I think it actually started at DeVubas High School. We had a great time, very diverse school. We all got along. We were a complete family. We didn't see color. It didn't matter. You know, if you was a, excuse my language, boy, if you was a jerk, you was a jerk. No matter what color of your skin, you, you know, red, white, blue, purple, whatever. And so, Chuck, it really, it really began for me uh, in my early years of Nathan Hill Elementary and also DeVilbas High School. How is Great Britain, though, compared to uh, the United States, for those of us who've never been to Great Britain? The entire Europe scene is, in my opinion, based on my own life experiences, is so much further than the USA. Now, don't forget, we're supposed to, we call ourselves leading the nation in different categories. That is one area, obviously, with everything that's going on right now in the world, that is one area where we are so far behind, it upsets me to even think about it. So when it comes to, you know, cultural differences, when it comes to accepting people for who they are and what they are, in my opinion, based on my own life experiences, we are so far behind, I couldn't even tell you. And I think it's interesting that you came back to Toledo and, um, you know, you're accepted and respected by basically all races, you know, sexes, religions. And really, your your role at Taylor is really to try to unify the community. Yes, exactly. I mean, that is, uh, and, and that's very important uh, as I've ventured through life in my latter years. I want to be accepted uh, by Uh, pretty much any and everybody. I love people. I'm a people's person. So for me to do this job and to reach out, not just to the urban community, but all communities throughout the district, it's just a wonderful thing. I often tell Mr. Taylor and mention to both Steve and his dad, this this particular job was tailor-made for me uh, in in regards to my passion, the enjoyment that I get out of it, uh, the attitudes of other people. You know, I tend to... uh, be able to deal with quite well, whether it's a positive thing or a negative thing. I just love people. So this has given me a platform to uh, do what I love doing. So if people want to hire you to speak or have you provide motivational talks or get advice if they have a 
grade school or high school athlete, what would be the best way to contact you? Well, you can always contact me, uh, contact me via my email, which is Terry, T-E-R-Y dot Crosby, C-O-S-B-Y at Sky, S-K-Y dot com. In regards to what you just said, motivational speaking, I already do a lot of work directly with students of different grades uh, with uh, Michelle Klinker from Partners in Education. And so, Terry, what um, you're one of the few people that came home again, and uh, I think it was what Tom Thomas Wolf said you never could come home again, and you came home. What is your uh, favorite activity in Toledo? This is what I do. Really, I, I, I work hard. I get a lot of job satisfaction. I like to go to the gym and work out. But of course, we've been under quarantine for so long. That's very difficult. But my thing is, and I, I would say this with 100% confidence, I am I am a professional angler. I fish. I posted pictures on my Facebook page. It's just the water, the peace, the tranquility of it all. It just sets my mind free. It really, really does. And uh, of course, I'm, I'm always competitive. So I'm trying to trick those fish into biting whatever I have on my hook. So I get a whole lot of excitement out of that. And after uh, your time in Toledo, there were quite a few other star basketball players. And my my understanding is you had camps and you uh, helped mentor several of them. Maybe you can mention a few of them. Those were great times, Chuck. Um, my sophomore year, going into my junior year at Tennessee, my junior year, going to my senior year, I used to hold Terry Crosby basketball caps at Nathan Hill uh, Elementary School. And you would not believe who was on the sidelines watching us older players play. He was in the sixth or seventh grade at the time. Uh, Mr. JJ, Jim Jackson. So we, we used to let him get in and play. We didn't have, because you know, Jimmy was big for his age uh, and very talented at, at a very young age. But a lot of times we used to just sit him down and let him watch. I mean, it was a, it was amazing over there. The whole city would pretty much be there. Those were um, very exciting times. What would you like to say to um, football and basketball fans as far as comparing the current era back when you played? Well, Chuck, you know, I'm real biased when it comes to that. <laughs> I don't think for me, and I, I face uh, debates and opinions and arguments all the time, but I am adamant that the, the mid-70s in all sports here in the City uh, city League Athletics was some of the most competitive uh, in the history of uh, uh, City League Athletics. I really believe that. You had two or three All-Americans on each team, which, not taken away from from the 80s or the 90s or the 2000s. I just think spread it out equally over um, all the city league. We had the most overall talent competing against each other at the same time in one season. Not just in football, not just in base, uh, basketball, but also baseball, track, all sports, wrestling. Yeah, it was a very, very competitive time back then. So, you know, if you got your groove on back then and gets the best, then, hey, you were doing something because uh, it wasn't easy to shine back then. Terry, how do you see the basketball that you grew up playing with the basketball that uh, is being played today by kids? 
I appreciate that. That's that, that's a very good question. This is my personal opinion. I look at today's sports, and this is not taking anything away from any of the great athletes, but it's kind of soft as vanilla ice cream to me. I mean, it's it's a completely different game. It's much faster. I, I think the kids today are much more athletic than we were overall. But we got down to the nitty gritty. You know, we could hold, we could push, we could pinch. You know, we can get a little aggressive. There wasn't no shooting no three-pointers, you know, seven-footers shooting three-pointers these days. So the game has changed drastically. And I think the difference is it's much more a finesse playing now compared to being aggressive back in the day, you know. And again, not to take anything away from today's athletes. I think they're just as good as us or better. It's just the overall, in all sports, the, the sports has changed. One thing that also seems to be different is you played football and basketball. Now you have eight or 10-year-old kids that are playing one sport, travel sports year-round. Do you think the fact that you played multiple sports made you a better athlete in each one of those sports? Well, we, um, me and Tom Cole, we, we often, you, you know, we work together every day. So we often have debates. And we, we both come to the conclusion, the opinion that by playing multiple sports, that allows you to become so much better at your favorite sport. So if you can understand that, me playing football, two-sport athlete, me playing uh, football, that gave me some additional attributes to shine at my favorite sport, which was basketball, okay? So I always recommend, there's no one sport specialist. What is that? I'm kind of looking at people like, you're kidding me, aren't you? So your son's not playing football. No, we don't want our son to get hurt. So your son's not playing ba- baseball. No, we want him to stick to one. Look, he's a kid, okay? And as a child, in early child development, I'm very strong about to play all sports benefits any sport that that kid wants to play so i'm an advocate on 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 pushing that forward you know i'll argue till i'm blowing my face no you play all sports you run track you play baseball you play football you play because like i said when you're active like that first of all you stand in shape and when you're active like that one sport or all sports will help and develop you to play and perform at a higher level and your favorite sport so i'm a i'm a hundred percent believer in that chuck i I don't want to let you go without mentioning some of your teammates why don't you just briefly mention some of your favorite teammates in high school well, first of all, I think everybody know Russ. That was his nickname. Had tree trunks, uh, legs like tree trunks. Uh, Mr. Farley Bell. Jerry Blatton went on and played for the Kansas City uh, Chiefs in football, NFL. Mr. George West, our captain quarterback on our two uh, back-to-back Super Bowl teams. Nino Maricola, Charles Charles McQuarrie. Uh, Gary Mayweather, the list goes on and on and on. Zach Worthy, uh, Ron Lewis, Roy Williams in basketball. Robin Gregory. And a lot of those guys are, are still here in the city, and we get together every now and again. Uh, some have moved away, but um, a lot of them are still here. So those were good times. So, Terry, I want to thank you for being with us today. I want to thank you, Ted. I think we're going to probably have you on again to talk about some other topics. Uh, we could talk all day with you, but I want, want to thank you, uh, and we appreciate the fact that you're an individual who was a star athlete in the 70s and uh, for the next 20 years professionally um, and now you're back in Toledo you're giving back and you're a leader in the community thank you very much thank you Chuck I really appreciate that thank you
Tune in next week for another episode of The Boyk Brief, where we'll discuss more issues of law and life. Thank you for joining us.